everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, this is going to be a fun, fun hour. I've invited my friend Sean in, and um, Sean and I can butt heads like no one's business. But I'll tell you, if you've ever checked out his blog, um, it's I guess it's not a blog, is it? It's an e-letter. E, what's it zine. called, Sean? I like to call it a zine. Oh, yeah, a zine. Okay, because blogs are not cool anymore. Well. or Okay. Well, hi, Sean. Hello, Sue. And how long have you been doing checks and balances? I've started checks and balances in 1995. Oh my gosh, a long time. And and I don't I don't care what anybody says. You know so much about politics that it really is a shame more people don't read your stuff and pay attention to what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. Of course, every time somebody disagrees with me, then they want to label me. Oh, he's a liberal or, you know, if, uh, I'm a Democrat by party, a moderate by application, and I generally don't like the extremes in any regard. But, uh, you know, Checks and Balances is the site of the first paid political advertisement in the history of the Internet. Really? Yes. So you want people to sign up and, and donate to your... Well, website. we would always like people to support the cause because, you know, all I'm trying to do is give you the straight dope. You know, and, I want to give you straight information. And, and, and whether you like it or hate it or whatever, and as I always like to say, you know, know your enemy. Right! Find out what their positions are and track them, follow them. You know, the it's important to get a perspective on a person as you are, you know, just engaging in the in the parlance of politics. And so as we're dealing with this stuff, you might even agree with the person sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy, Sean. When we were talking on the phone yesterday, you agreed with me on so many things. And then you told me so many things about yourself, that you were a vet, that you like to sail, that you like to scuba dive, but that you were a real environment person. And all these different things that I didn't know about you. And we agreed on so many things. And I said, Sean, you're just too dumb to realize you're a Republican. No, Sue, I'm not a Republican. I fight for the underdog. And I uh, I believe that... that- so do I? I believe. Well, <laughs> I believe. I believe that you know. As we've been on many of the same causes. We have. We've looked at things. Uh, well, you can stand on the same square, and if you look from a different perspective, it's like you're looking to the right. I'm looking to the left. Yeah, it, you you're going to come over out. to my side. Soon I, doubt, I, I doubt that'll yeah. ever happen. Although my father, when I got out of the military, he actually thought I was going to be a Republican. So I kind of shocked him when it wasn't. Yeah, I bet. I mean. Yeah. Come on, you're a vet. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm I'm a member of the the military that very few people think of, and that's the Coast Guard. I know. Which I gave people a hint when I told them you like to sail and mm. you like to scuba dive. They should have picked up on that and guessed Coast Guard. Well, I also went to a Navy school, and uh, I became a first class naval swimmer, and I actually beat. All of the squids. Whoa, pretty impressive. All right, tell us about checks and balances. And and actually, I, I, I want to start with tell us about checks and balances. Give us a brief rundown of some of the things you've been doing most recently, which I love some of the stuff you put out about Amy Klobuchar, about Tina Smith, about the governor's race. And we'll don't don't go too into depth into them because we'll get to that later, uh, because then I want to talk about your your battle that you're fighting now to get rid of instant runoff voting. So Ranked choice voting, instant runoff voting. There's so many different acronyms that we could throw out and we're not going to throw those out. But uh, <laughs> but I will say that, you know, the the important thing about understanding Minnesota politics is I like to tell people this, you know, if you have an issue, you can get that issue advanced at the Capitol, but you'll get about 45 percent support just for you know the, the the merit of the issue you need that extra special you know 5.1 percent to get over the top so that you can get enough support and that comes to 
who's carrying your bill for you, whether the, the chairman of the committee likes it, you know, whatever it is. And, and so you've got to get that, but then you got to do the same thing over in the other body. Now, I was a staunch opponent when Jesse Ventura wanted to have a unicameral legislature, and I, I, start, I create a button that says, it's the checks and balances, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we need this bicameral legislature, because so, you were just talking about another issue, and you're worried about what's going to happen with it. Yes, they can sneak it through one right. body. They can sneak it through a hearing in the middle of the night. I actually worked on an issue like that. Uh, I didn't even write about it when I was doing it. I was kind of saying, hey, I'm going to be a meritorious guy. I'm not going to use my vehicle to push my agenda. And we were working against Marvin Windows and PPG was in Pittsburgh Plate and Glass, just to clarify. And uh, and so the the issue was, uh, you know, a local government issue was being used. They created an ex post facto laws. That means they changed the law after the fact. And, and so Marvin Windows was trying to use it against PPG. Pittsburgh plate and glass. And so what happened is, is the governor wanted that, and then they didn't want to have baby Ed. They want no funding for that. Democrats were in charge, and Arnie Carlson was the governor, and they had a little fight. They ended up and had three-week special session, and I was supposed to get paid for one day. I got paid for three weeks. It was pretty Whoa. nice. That's nice. It was a nice. It was a nice contract. Okay, so now your battle, and is this a personal batter, battle or a checks and balances battle? Well, um, checks and balances is, is me as a person on the internet, kind of. You're the publisher. I'm the publisher, and so you, you know you get my flavor. Uh, I try to give you an in-depth uh, perspective. Now, when you're looking at the issue of ranked choice voting, as as soon as I heard of this issue, as soon as I saw it, I go, that doesn't seem to add up to me. So the idea that you can have a candidate that will get the accumulative vote of everybody else's second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth choice in the city of St. Paul, in Minneapolis it only goes to three, just seemed odd to me. It's dumb. And it takes forever to get results. You don't get the results, but also, here's the sneaky thing. The Secretary of State can't even certify the equipment that they're using for it. So you can't even use the newly purchased equipment that the Ramsey County bought to be able to do this process because it's in violation of federal law and state law. Oh my so they gosh. spent more money. They spent more money. And they're going to spend more money. Well, they have to spend money every two years because they have to have an education process because you're going to teach somebody how to vote a different way than they do normally. Right. So in every even-year election, they vote one way. And then when you go to an odd-year election for a municipal race in Minneapolis or St. Paul, they vote a different way. But don't think that this is just restricted to Minneapolis or St. Paul. Right. It's coming to a community near you. People don't believe that. Oh, they better. Duluth? They, what about Golden Valley? They tried it, in, and I'm from Duluth originally, and, and they tried it in Duluth, and I'm proud to say the Zenith City came through, and they knocked it down on a referendum 75-25. How did that happen? I mean, listen to, people, stop, listen to this. 75% of the, it was a, a, a referendum, a voter referendum. 75% of the people in Duluth said, no, we don't want it. That's huge and that barely got any coverage didn't get it and that was in 2015 now the city council in st louis park where right where we're at just said that they passed it from their charter commission it's going to the city council now i don't know if it's going to be worked on as a referendum or if it's just going to be passed by the council but if it just gets passed by the council people won't have any decision in it now here's why the the system doesn't work it makes claims that it's never proven it said it was going to be cheaper 
It's never proven. It's it's, it's cheaper. It's going to said it's going to improve turnout. It's never shown to improve turnout. It says it's going to create an opportunity where you can cast a vote for a third party candidate. Not ever has a third party candidate emerged with this system. Right. That the big sailing the the sellable points that they had for it have never proven themselves. But. If you're not a good liberal in DFL circles, oh, you're 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 you know you're a pariah if you don't support this issue because oh, it's about democracy. Now, if you're a partisan, I'll just ask, why would you ever want to pull, put your opposing party at equal standing to your endorsed candidate? That makes no sense to me. Right. Then, in addition, the DFL hasn't even endorsed a candidate for mayor in Minneapolis. Didn't endorse a candidate for mayor in St. Paul when it was an open seat this last election. And and Minneapolis hasn't had an endorsed candidate for mayor in at least 16 years. Wow. So whether you're partisan or not is not really the issue. What the issue really comes down to is why do you want somebody that voted for the first loser the second loser or the third <laughs> loser to be the one that decides who your per- person that's going to be the one that's running your city. Exactly. Hang on. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk more about ranked choice voting, instant runoff voting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Sean's going to explain to us that he has a bill over at the legislate legislature that hopefully we thought was going to push through. But, oh, yeah, the Democrats bailed on it. And, and he made a valid reason as to why they shouldn't have. Uh, lots more coming. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and com. We're giving away, giving away Bon Jovi tickets. I would like to see Bon Jovi. Does well, that mean I'm maybe old? We'll have to, uh, yeah, drive them for a couple. Pairs. Right. I mean, we didn't get Viking tickets. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you know what, Stan? UMD, go Bulldogs! UMD is the only Minnesota hockey team still left in the Final Four for ice hockey. And yay, Stan and I, we have Kansas in in our basketball (laughs) tournament. What a crazy tournament that's been. Oh my gosh. And then we have sports on tonight, right? Yeah, 630 tonight. Yep, but your show's on. Yep. Right? And part of Jamar's. Yep. Yep. Part of Jamar's, and then we go into the sports, and I don't. And listeners will be happy to know I don't think we're bumped for any more sports now for a really long time. Yep, we'll be going strong. Yay, us! All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I brought Sean in, publisher of Checks and Balances. Sean Tool is Toll. Toll. Sean Toll. Uh, boy, we butt heads sometimes, and he's just so thick-headed sometimes. But you know what? He's right about this ranked choice voting nonsense, and we really, really should get rid of it. Sean, explain to us again how um, it never lived up to the promises, that it really is a joke, and shame on the Democrats who are intimidated by the fair vote folks. Well, the bill originally had support from three Democrats, and the two Democrats on it, uh, Mike Nelson from Brooklyn Park and uh, John Hoffman, senator that also has a portion of Brooklyn Park. The city council and Champlin. Brooklyn and Champlin, but city council of Brooklyn Park did address this issue and they decided not to do, to deal with it. So at least another city council was smart enough to know that like to look. this is good. But I, I mentioned St. Louis Park is bringing it to their city council. 
St. Louis Park City Council has already decided they're not going to have a primary. So they were preparing for this. So it's coming to, again, it's coming to a community near you. Now, now here's what the fundamentals of the system are that I think are in violation of the United States Constitution. But this is not a sexy issue that derives a lot of support. And I'll tell you, I was trying to fundraise for the effort, and I'd like to be continuing to fundraise for it now. But uh, when I was trying to fundraise for it, People are like, yeah, I don't like ranked choice voting, but, you know, it's not something that raises itself very high on my radar screen, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the problem. If you vote and you vote one time, all the other people that vote can vote up to six times, like I said, in the city of St. Paul. How is that fair? Now, how is it not one person, one vote? I think it's a violation of the 14th Amendment. When you get to cast 16, you get to cast six votes and your vote changes and you vote for your first choice your second choice your third choice your fourth choice your fifth choice or up to your sixth choice and i vote one time for one person that's fair you get six votes i get one well they say that your vote travels it's you know it's traveling up the ballot but yeah you're you again you pick the first loser the second (laughs) loser the third loser the fourth loser the fifth loser the sixth loser and now you're going to help decide you're such a such a knowledgeable person. You're going to be the one that decides after making six wrong choices or five wrong choices. You're going to be helping decide who the mayor is. It's crazy. Now, there's another half of this. So now, if you vote for one person and then that person's no longer one of those remaining candidates in Minneapolis, your vote is called exhausted in St. Paul. It's called inactive. That means your vote doesn't count. Didn't count at all. You might as well not even gone to the poll. So, so if you, you know, when your vote is thrown away in the end because you didn't have the wisdom to choose a person that was going to be in first or second place, to me, this is the manipulation of the process. It's like you almost have to have a, an understanding of a matrix to figure out how your vote is going to basically play out in this election and nobody talks about that sean nobody talks about how what a violation of your of your voting rights that should be where's the lawsuit no it's not a sexy enough issue i guess and and so as i've I've looked at this issue and, and again it's it's happening in communities across the nation it's happening in canada it's been in vancouver canada it's been in albuquerque new mexico it's been in in uh memphis memphis tennessee it's been all these different places and it's funded, a lot of the activity is funded by an Enron billionaire by the name of John Arnold and his wife. Now, I want to know what an Enron billionaire cares about municipal elections in different communities. Now, he's running a hedge fund. He's criticized, <laughs> he's criticized pension programs in California, trying to break down uh, civic uh, organizations, municipalities, or break down teachers' pension contracts and things like that. Now... Conservatives will say, well, pensions, yeah, we teachers shouldn't have that. But what I will say is this. We didn't say they shouldn't have it. We said it should be different. Yeah, But I don't understand why it is that an Enron billionaire cares about municipal elections, except his hedge fund might be willing to take on your pension program. <laughs> I see it now. <laughs> or I've heard this other theory or this other synopsis, which is they might want to actually have proportional representation. They'd like to have, if you have a seat and you get five people running for it and it divides up across the board, well, all five people get a chance to have representation of that seat. So if you win 10%, you get 10% of the seat. If you represent 20, you get 25% of the ballot. You get to represent 25% of it. Then we get to be like Europe. 
Right. Oh, wouldn't that be a nice thing? What could go wrong? Oh, you know <laughs> everything. You know. Oh, so I have to bargain. I have to bargain with my my the person that actually got uh, lost to me to maybe get enough votes so that I can actually have impact on a vote. Okay, why is FairVote so strong on this? How did FairVote manage to, and who are they, and how did they manage to get the Democrats, the? because this was bipartisan initially, now it's not anymore. What what happened there? Where, well, why did the Democrats lose their backbone on this one? They They sold it initially kind of like an opportunity, okay, kind of like the kid in the candy store. What does the kid in the candy store want when you go into the candy store with him, Sue? Candy. He wants everything. Okay, so so the idea is this. If you have a a variety of choices in front of you, and like the Minneapolis election of 2013, 35 candidates on the ballot, wide range of people, um, various topics and things like that. And so, so they say, okay, you get three votes. You can choose one of these 35 people for your first choice, and then you have to choose somebody else for your second choice and somebody else for your third. Again, I say I bullet ballot. I I choose one. I reject the system out of hand. Now, we don't know how many people choose the same candidate multiple times. The machines don't reject that, by the way. So oh. so they so people they do a poll on the people that participate in ranked choice voting. They said, "Did you like the system?" They say, "Yeah, yeah, I like the system." Now, you don't know if they voted correctly. But who's going to tell you, "Oh, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't vote?" Correctly. When do they reject that ballot? The ballots are always hand counted. That's why the cost has never been shown to be reduced. So you get a spreadsheet in the case of Minneapolis. You actually have piles that they make of them in St. Paul. And then they have to go through the process of hand counting them and establishing who wins. And it takes forever. It takes a while. It takes a while. I mean, it's it's a fairly simple process to do it. But why should we be doing it in the first place? I know. What's wrong with the majority election? What's wrong with the majority of the people making a single decision on one day? And then that's what your community's leadership is going to be. Okay, so you think, and I agree with you, that instant or ranked choice voting, instant runoff voting, whatever you want to call it, uh, you think it should be outlawed at the state level. Well, that's the body that actually is empowered to make that decision. It's voting rights in the state are established at a statewide level. They should never have had referendums in the local community. Exactly. It's in violation of the voting rights issues. It's it's it's. It's creating uniformity in election law. You shouldn't have one community voting one way and another community voting another. And then the confusion over the process is what the results are. Senior citizens and new immigrant voters and things of that. Those people can get confused. And I get confused. Vice President Walter Mondale said it the best. We should keep a simple system so that the people that are voting have confidence in the system. And I'm just mad because why should they get five or six votes when I only get one vote? And then if I am voting over there and I only pick one, I get thrown out? Give me a break. Yeah, there should be a lawsuit on this. Okay, so House file 3690 and Senate file 3325. They didn't make hearing deadline. And so, Does it matter? Well, we're hoping something else will happen. The, the authors, Cindy Pugh in the House and, and Mark Gran in the Senate, are very well versed on these issues now. Um, again, it's coming to a community near you. They just had it go forward in Rochester, and Rochester uh, Charter Commission rejected it. 
but the expectation is they could put it as a referendum on the ballot. Again, they shouldn't be able to do referendums right. because it shouldn't be that the local community decides it's going to vote one way and the neighboring community votes another. There has to be a lawsuit, Sean. There has to be well, a lawsuit. Hopefully some good lawyers out there in your audience, Sue, will have the wherewithal to step I up and do it. I know lots of lawyers. We need somebody to take this to court. We need, and you know, I mean, I'm willing to be a client. I just don't have the deep pockets to be able to finance this type of effort. And I've tried and tried and tried. Again, it's not a sexy issue. We took our issue that was not a sexy issue all the way to the United States Supreme Court, Sean. All the way. It was amazing. It was such an incredible experience. We're waiting for the, we had oral arguments on February 28th. We're waiting for our, uh, for the opinion to come down, which will be at the end of June. And people are like, oh, for God's sake, Sue, why are you fighting about a dress code in the polling place? And I go, I'm fighting for your freedom. I'm fighting for your First Amendment rights. And, and I even said after we were done with oral arguments, I said to NPR, which of course means nobody ever heard it, but I said to NPR, I can't wait to go back to Minnesota and tell them the attorney for the state of Minnesota told voters they could not wear their NRA shirt to the polling place. They could not wear their Me Too shirt to the polling place. They could not wear their, and I went down this whole list of things, because there's a dress code in Minnesota, an overbroad law. It was not a sexy issue, but you know what? We picked Pacific Legal, picked it up for a huge First Amendment issue, took it all the way to the United States Supreme Court. Bet you, bet you, we win, we win, bet you, yeah. (laughs) So we'll have to try to find a lawyer for that because that's wrong, wrong, wrong. I hope it's not dead. Um, I, I, well, and you're I, right. It'll be back. I hope that uh, some people will have the wherewithal to talk to the chairs of the respective committees, Tim O'Driscoll in the House and uh, Mary Kiffmeyer in the Senate. Mary uh, Kiffmeyer, I'm a little irritated at her. Come on, Mary, we expect better from you. Isn't that funny? You asked me, did you hear Mary Kiffmeyer's running for Secretary of State? I don't know if she is. I've heard the possibilities. Uh, th- there have been some rumors. And I don't the, know. The only thing I can tell you is when I asked her, she didn't tell me no. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell me yes, but she didn't tell me no either. Well, and I said it to her, she said, where'd you hear that? Where'd you hear that? Yeah, well, you know, um, we need we need a Secretary of State candidate. Uh, we have a lot of issues that we need to um, that, yeah, that we need to address with that. Okay, we need to take a quick break. Sean, you want to stay and talk a little bit about sure. some of the candidate updates that I have? Sure. I got some stuff on Tim Pawlenty. No, no, no. Hell no. Never Tim. Never Pawlenty. Whatever you want to call it. Hashtag never Pawlenty. Yeah, that, that's me. And we'll start taking some phone calls, too. 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show. Sean, publisher of Checks and Balances. Send him money. I know he's a Democrat, but still, this this uh, uh, ranked choice voting, this is a big deal, people. This is a big deal. Off air, Sean was reminding me that when you have Ranked choice voting in St. Paul. Hey, suckers in Ramsey County, you get to pick up the tab for this. You get to pay for the education process. You get to pay for the new equipment. You get to pay for the new software. If you live in New Brighton. Yeah, where I live. Yeah. Yep, yep. Shoreview. And Thank I you, was, Shoreview. Yeah, I was an election judge for 10 years. Um, I would have I for sure 
for sure said, hey, Joe Mansky, no, no, no. I don't remember where Joe stood on on ranked choice. Well, he's just the administrator of the system and the voting system. But I will tell you this. We, uh, I brought the, I was bringing the issue before the Charter Commission in St. Paul, and uh, there was a woman who actually sent a letter in. She was an election judge, and she was explaining how she told people how to use the process. She told them how to do it wrong. An election judge. An election judge who's supposed to understand all of the ins and outs of this process. And so it's it's it. The confusion is bad for our democracy. It is. If if, if the people don't understand why they're doing something and. The hows, yeah, sure. I can I can select one of six candidates, and I can select another one if I wanted to. And I never do, by the way. I always vote for one person. I never use the system. And again, if I chose not the first or second place finisher, my vote gets thrown away. That's ridiculous. That is a violation of the due process clause of the yeah. 14th Amendment. Yeah, it is. Totally. And, and, if I, and if you pick six candidates and I pick one, I think it's a violation of one person, one vote, equal protection. Right. Right, right, right. You ready for a, um, ready for, we got to call Bring her Laurel. Laurel, well, hi, Laurel. Welcome to the show. Do you have a question? Well, not a question. A comment. Something about ranked rank choice voting. Yeah. I've been an election judge. have been for a number of years. And last year it wasn't real busy, so I, I decided, I, most people don't know how it works. They had the pamphlets on the table, same fuzzy explanations in a prior press. It took me a few years to figure it out. So I started asking people, do you know how ranked choice voting works? No. So I put the ballot out and say, uh, first column is your first choice, second you do third, second, third of your third choice. You can go up to six, or you can vote for one person. And then I asked them, do you know how they count the votes? No. So I told them, and I think the way I phrase it is important because <laughs> they get it. I said, well, they take the person with the least number, the candidate with the least number of votes, and give away, take away his better votes and give it, redistribute it to the rest of the candidates. The second, it's the least number, they take away those votes and give it to the other candidates and so on. And, but my understanding was if you vote for one, they won't take it away. But I guess they don't take it away. I didn't know they threw it away. That is just incredible. Yeah, so and I, there were four people that said they knew how it goes. And I got called on the carpet a little bit by that. It was <laughs> judge for taking time to explain it. And so I started calling people over when they come to And I explained it to more people once. But nobody knew how it works. Laurel, you should be the head judge. What city is that? Oh, I'm in St. Paul. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you yeah, should be the head did, judge. I, it was first with the school board. Was it was ranked choice, and now they did it on the mayor's race. Yeah, they don't use it they, in Minneapolis. They use it for their uh, all of their races, but in mm-hmm. St. Paul, they only use it for the municipal races. So it's only city council oh, yeah. or mayor. Yeah. Oh. Well, who else are we going to be voting for? They're going to put rank rank. Okay. So, Laurel, where do I get a copy of one of those pamphlets? Well, it was uh, it was there with the election materials. So Joe Mansky can give it to me. Sure, Joe uh, could give it to you. But check this out. Now, the county even gets money, has gotten money, from Fair Vote Minnesota, who volunteers to do the education process for you. Now, why would Fair Vote, an uh, independent entity, a nonprofit, be willing to do that because they want to brainwash people. They want to indoctrinate people. Oh, it's a bit fuzzy. Or give them. Well, yeah. You know what? There you go, Laurel. Thanks for that. I think we can say that how they count votes and rank choice voting, they use fuzzy math. Yeah. They do use fuzzy. I, I think it was with the election materials that came in. I, I don't get there at 6 o'clock. I can't get there on time. But I think it came in with the, all the election supplies. Well, I just finished suing Joe Mansky once, so maybe I'll have to 
stopped by his office. You know, mm-hmm. the property tax statements just came out for Ramsey yeah. County, and a lot of people are furious, and they're in sticker shock. So the county just put out a, uh, you can go over to the assessor and meet with the assessor and try to get a lower um, assessment on your on your piece of property. It's right by Joe Mansky's office in the yeah. same building. So I didn't get my taxes reduced on it because they didn't do an inside, and, and it's an old house, and they came through and I got they cut it in half. They overvalued my house. Yeah, but Laurel, you gotta let them in your house. I know I didn't want to, but I had to. I <laughs> know. It's a very old house. Oh, but, I I had to let um, the city of New Brighton in, and I was so furious. Oh, I, I did not want to let them in. I know. But they they were doing something where they inspected every house to see if they had a sump pump in their basement. Oh. And I told them I don't have a sump pump. Not every house needs it. You guys, well, not where I live. I don't need it. I don't have one i've never had one you have all my house records you should know this i don't want you in my house no you're not coming in my house so we go back and forth back and forth back and forth finally i am like the last house left in new brighton to be inspected and they called and they said hey we are bringing the cops over or they would do they just played really hardball with me and i'm like fine just send the guy over so the inspector shows up at my door and i have like my hands on my hips and i'm mad and and i'm like fine you can go in my basement so you can tell me oh sue you don't have a sump pump just like i told you i didn't have a sump pump and the guy is trying so hard not to laugh and so we go down to my basement and he goes huh no sump pump and i go i know just like i told you and we walk back upstairs and he goes i i listen to you on the radio sue and i'm like oh man i go well i'm not really a jerk i just don't want you in my house he goes i totally get it totally get it and i wasn't alone there were a lot of people who felt like that way too well i'm not very about the trash hauling over here now oh my gosh they you know what my trash last week laurel we're gonna do that show coming up i'm gonna bring in okay. one of the one of the trash one of the private trash haulers yeah. to tell you what a scam that okay. is. And as I saw this week, St. Paul's trying to tell you, oh, they're doing a great job. No. Yeah, they had a little bumps in the I road. but Don't wear yourself out, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Laurel. Bye. I live in St. Paul, and the first time that they put out the new, um, the new uh, trash cans and the recycling, I lived on a hill. <gasps> I watched all the trash cans just go all the way down the block. <laughs> they went down the hill. Whoops. Did it happen two weeks in a row? Well, the wind was up pretty high, and I went there, and I had to fetch my trash can and bring it back <laughs> up. And, you know, I actually had to go a half a block to get my trash can Oh, back. my gosh. That's crazy. All right. Uh, you pay a lot of attention to politics. You especially follow the Democrat side of it. Mm-hmm. And I think you really write some super interesting stuff, including the stuff that you've written about Amy Klobuchar, about Tina Smith. Uh, I think they suck, and they both have to go 10 years is long enough for Amy Klobuchar. You had some interesting things about how she's trying to pick up Franken's um, mantle and run with it. Good luck. She's not smart enough. She's certainly not aggressive enough to do it. That's just not Amy. Uh, on March 16th, Pete Stauber, he had a great picture on social media, media of him driving on Highway 2 and he had received an unexpected call from Donald Trump and he said the president recognized the hard work and dedication that Steve, Steve 
Team Stauber had put into the race. It was an honor to be able to talk to the president and hear how he is committed to making Minnesota 8 red. Now, if that would have been Obama calling anybody, that would have been front page on the Star Tribune, the Pioneer Press, every every paper in CD8. No, crickets, nothing, nothing, nothing. Will you at least admit the blatant bias that they have towards Democrat candidates, Sean? Why? Well, I- you know, know that the Republicans used to call the Star Tribune the Star and Sickle, but you know, once it got what, when it got bought by Glenn Taylor, though, I think things have changed over at the Star Tribune. Do you think they have? I do. Really? I do. I think it's become far more conservative, just like KSDP Television is the conservative local channel. You know, um, we do have some conservative opportunities here in the state. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there are some conservatives. I don't think uh, mainstream media in our state is one of them, though. Uh, I want to go back and talk about Amy and um, Amy Klobuchar and Tina Smith. This past week, um, Amy Klobuchar was known as the worst boss in the Senate. Uh, Minnesota Democrat Amy Klobuchar led the pack with an annual turnover rate of 36%. Yikes! And apparently everybody knew she was not easy and a very demanding boss. Um, and you actually had people like Blois Olson, really Blois, who tried to defend Amy Klobuchar and saying that um, she, he's convinced that uh, Amy Klobuchar is not a, um, providing a hostile work environment or not. Um, the staffers don't hate her guts or all that kind of. Well, how could they if they want to work again in Democrat politics? Blois Olson's a good sycophant for a lot of issues. Yeah, that's true. If you're willing to pay him, he'll say anything you want yep, him to say. He'll say you know? anything you want. I like what Rush Limbaugh called him, though. Called him, he, he, he was working on this thing for soccer uh, headbands at one time, and so he sent in a fax to Rush way back in the day. And uh, and so he goes, we've got this fax here from Blois Olson. <laughs> Blois Olson. Okay, I like his morning take. I like it. I think he pulls out a lot of really interesting things. He also has, what, health take and something else. And you know what? Blois isn't a bad guy. He, he really isn't. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Some of the time. Yeah. Okay, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, um, I want to... Okay, I don't want to, but we're going to talk about the governor's race. And I'm still in the never plenty pile, never plenty. And every week we hear, this is the week, this is the week Tim Plenty announces. No, 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 Tim, Minnesota's moved on from you. Or maybe I should say Tim Plenty's moved on from Minnesota. Where have you been for the last eight years, Tim? Where? Did you help us pay off the debt? Did you help us elect conservatives? Did you help us elect Republicans? Did you do anything to help the Republicans? Republican Party in Minnesota. No, no, you didn't. So, yeah, buddy, we've moved on. We don't want you. Uh, but Sean has a ton of information on the Democrat side of the aisle. And we Tina Liebling, thank God, dropped out. So now we're down to what? Three Democrat, maybe two. Just three left. Yeah, just three left on the Democrat side. Sean will give us an update on that, too. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Code 7575. That's FroYoFranchising.com. Promo code 7575. The Joe Pag Show. Extremely entertaining. Always talking about what's current. There's a lot of local perspective. Because it's funny. Weekdays at 5, right after Hannity. He's original. Only on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and 1035 FM.
I'm Sue Jeffers. Uh, this is the Sue Jeffers Show. Sean's in here with me. Now we are. We were talking instant runoff voting. We were talking ranked choice voting. Uh, you got to go to his his e-zine. Is that right? Check check some balances. Checksandbalances.com. Turn your mic on. Uh, checksandbalances.com. Checksandbalances.com. He really does have a lot of inf- interesting information. Um, I... I talk a lot about the um, Republican candidates. He talks a lot about the Democrat candidates. And like I always say, know your enemy. Uh, You got Tim Pawlenty's pick me, pick me letter. Yes, I uh, got my hands on Tim Pawlenty's pick me letter. And I've got a question. It's like, he says, says, thanks to the pro-growth conservative policies of our nation's economy, our nation's economy is booming. America is at the dawn of the fourth industrial revolution. What the hell does that even mean? But unless common-sense conservatives take back our state from big government liberals, Minnesota will get left behind as the rest of the nation embarks on a bold new future. I don't understand. He is not a common-sense Republican. He's a big government Republican. Tim Pawlenty cannot run on his record. Well, I will, tell you, I will tell you that you know when he first made his choice, well, when Dick Cheney made the choice for him, whether he was going to run for governor or he's going to run for Senate. That's not a true story, by the way. Well, that's the story that was I know, thrown out. But, but it's not I, I will a true tell, story. I will tell you, though, he did have a commitment to me that he would call me and tell me when he made his decision. And 15 minutes before his press conference, he actually did call me. So he's a man of his word in that regard. And he actually did a radio commercial for me at one time, um, along with Mike Hatch. But now the Republicans hate you. Well, you know, people hate me. They love me. They, You know, I generally go where the squeaky wheels are. The people that are angry, the people that are, you know, pissed off. Let's just say it how it is. The ones that are pissed off always love to talk to me. I know. I know. You know? Yeah, well, I didn't invite you for that because I'm not mad. I just wanted your ranked choice voting bill to get some light. Oh today. yes, we. That, it just there's still time. Me. There's still time. There's still time. Talk to Mary Kiffmeyer. Talk to Tim O'Driscoll. We can still get this thing moving. Yep. Um, you know, it, it can be amended onto another piece of legislation. There are opportunities here, and again, it's coming to a community near you. <laughs> you're 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 definitely right. Uh Ken Martin is already going after Tim Pawlenty. He's mocking him for a five hundred dollar plate uh fundraiser in Florida, telling Tim it's not exactly the best way to kick off your campaign to be governor of Minnesota with a five hundred dollar a plate fundraiser in Florida. But after years of making millions on Wall Street, I guess he couldn't be bothered to first announce that his candidacy candidacy to the people he hopes to elect him. Um, a, um, a better Minnesota has been attacking him like crazy, and that's just a teeny little taste. Well, I'm just wondering, was he down there talking to Minnesota snowbirds? I mean, that's probably what his audience down there was. Mm, they aren't all snowbirds. No, no. I know, so, I know somebody from Apple Valley that was at that meeting. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. Okay, so the governor's race for the, for, on the Democrat yep. side um, were... Three candidates. We're down to three. Don't you think it's Tim Waltz's? Well, Tim Waltz is the one that's leading right now, and I was just at an event right before I came on the show, and um, Waltz got three delegates, Otto got three delegates, and 
Murphy got four delegates, but you were in St. Paul. Yeah, I was in St. Paul, and uh, you know, and but there's this block of uncommitted. See, see the way that the DFL does its processes. They the, still have their stupid super delegates. Well, they have those. Hey, I created those, so don't actually be criticizing them. Okay, I actually did create. Get those. rid of them. No, Sean. I like that. I, I believe that elected officials should have not have to fight with their rank and file delegates in order to get a spot. I just don't think that you should have to take things from the the regular people and give them a spot. That way, you you have people that are running on the same ticket uh, endorsing who the candidate is. I, I they take a spot, or maybe they don't in the Democrat Party. Do they take a spot of? Don't say else? Democrat Party. It's a Democratic Party. Every time I'm I hear sorry. a conservative say that, I'm they sorry. sound like a, they sound like fools. I'm sorry. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. Okay. Yep. So, do they take a spot of a regular delegate? No, they don't. They're above and beyond the regular That's correct. Delegate. They're added to. They're not subtracted from. That's because the overall point. in the Republican Party, it doesn't work Right. Way. I understand. Yeah. I understand. But I did create that rule as a member of the Constitution and Bylaws Commission. I actually in passed Minnesota. it. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. I worked hard on that back from way back in the I day. I changed my mind. You can stay with the Democrats. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Definitely. Even though you think. I'm not an elitist. Like a, I'm not an elitist. Though. More like a Republican. <sighs> no, that's not um, Okay. So I really so thought the, this was on Tim Democ- Waltz. No, to, well, see, but the problem is is there's actually two active things that are happening right now in certain pockets. There was the group that supported Bernie Sanders, and they right. call themselves Our Revolution. Weren't they Tina's group? Well, there were Tina th- they, all three of the women candidates were endorsed by Our Revolution. Okay, so every one of the women candidates has that support, um, and so they, they they have three of those. But there's another group which is called the Isaiah Project, and that's more of a religious cast of people. They want they they're fighting for civil justice. They're fighting for um, uh, immigrant rights and things of those order. And so they want to make sure that their agenda is heard. So there's two pockets of uncommitted. But the way that the Democratic side works is, if you want to be elected as a delegate. And you make up a, enough votes so that you could elect one person, then you go into what's called walking sub caucuses. So you break yourselves up into smaller groups, and you decide how many people, or you you have an agenda, and you're supporting a candidate, or else you're uncommitted and you're supporting an agenda, and then you have people come and join with your group. So if you have twenty delegates, okay, so, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If you have twenty delegates, they basically kind of they fractionalize it out, and that's how you get your delegates. Going to the I think minute. our our, Your BTO our caucuses and and our meetings last forever and are so ridiculously long. Now I know why Democrats sometimes take ten and twelve hours. Well, it depends on an endorsement fight. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you go back in the days in the seventies, Joan Grove um, going against Jim Oberstar and things like that. Twenty three ballots. Whoa. You know, um, Tim and, and it takes and about, well, Sullivan. I'll tell you what, I got to say one thing that's going to be happening in the Democratic process this year. They are embracing technology. They're doing electronic voting at their state convention this year. It's going to be the fastest process ever. I know. They got to show their ID. Yeah, um, Do you see the humor in that? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know, it's it's a rule that you actually have I to know. sign. You have to sign your ballot because I, you're not, a, you're, you're not yourself. You actually represent other people. You were propelled ahead. To represent right. other people, right? So, so you don't have the privacy of your ballot, no, because you you're a representative. It's just like a representative of Congress. You got to know how they vote, you know. Yeah, the my BPOU, I wasn't even there, and I thank them all because I I don't know where I was. Oh, I was in Washington D.C., mm-hmm. and so I had somebody else submit yep. my name and say thank you, Gina Bauman and Sue Erickson, for telling people that I wanted to run and for helping them vote for me. They know where I stand mm-hmm. on everything. They just tune in every week, or they knock 
on my front door mm-hmm. and say, or call me and say, hey, 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 hey. Yep. But yeah, so I'm I get to go to Duluth for the state central convention, and I'll be in Rochester for the Democratic one. Yeah, I didn't like it when we were in Rochester. I don't think Rochester is a very friendly town anymore. Or maybe it's just to Republicans. I guess I guess I don't I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. So who do you think's going to be the candidate? I just thought it was Tim Waltz's to lose. Well, I think that Tim Waltz has got the edge, but the real question is is can he get to 60%? And uh, as we look at these different groups, uh, how they position and and really what it comes down to is when there's one remaining woman candidate running against him, either right, Aaron Murphy right. or or Rebecca Otto, that's when you're going to see how things shake out. Now, the Democrat which one drops out next? Well, Aaron Murphy or Rebecca Otto? It depends on this weekend. It's the it's a very big weekend. About a qu- about a quarter of the delegates were being selected today. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty big grouping. And so we'll see a quarter of the elected ones. Not those super delegates you're, yeah, you're worried about. Yeah, but. I'm not worried about the super delegates. I yeah. just think the Democrats crush everything that they possibly can. Try to micromanage every aspect of our life, and their their process of selecting delegates is another uh, another chalk against. It is a, it is the beauty of pure democracy. Oh my God, we're almost out of time. Yep. We only have. I just have to stand. Tell me one minute. Yes. Um. Okay. Checks and balances. Checksandbalances.com. We got a cheap subscription. You know, you can either get in for fifty nine ninety nine or you can get in for ninety nine ninety nine. If you help us out, if you support us, what we will be able to do is fight on issues that you would care about, like killing ranked choice voting. Okay. What if I want to help kill ranked choice voting, but I don't want to help you do anything else? Well, if you want to kill ranked choice voting, you can send me send me an email. Okay. And I'll tell you how, what the post office box is, but that would be a little t- long to do right now. Send an email to s.toll at checksandbalances.com. I will communicate as much as I need to. Thank you. And stay in touch with me, Sean. I really enjoy talking with you. I don't hate you like some of the Republicans do. Um, and and I, think, I think you bring a lot of really good, important things to the table. It's, it's great. So thanks. Everyone, I'll be back next week. Stay tuned. Oh, with Dave Hughes and Doug Wardlow. Stay tuned. Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.